Welcome to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I'm Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. In these episodes, we'll be going through the text of the book and discussing how we came to design the game. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. What's that coming over the hill? Is it a monster? Is it a monster? Nearly. It's the second half of the Heart Adversaries chapter. Hello, my name's Grant Howard and this is Chris Taylor. Hello. Hello. Do you know that song's about Ketterman? I did not know that. It is. It's about um, it's about getting absolutely bladdered, as it were. I see. Absolute, uh, absolutely hoofed. Uh, the only thing I know about it is that it's one of those songs with a posh version. That, it, what, that, that we wrote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that that is cresting the rise? It is a beastie. Is it a beastie? I can't conceive it. I've never been this far from the Fife. We had a fun time at university. Anyway. Um, and, then, and then we left and grew up. <laughs> <laughs> now we're adults. Non-incursion team. Yeah. Let's do our job like adults. Uh, so non-incursions were something which had come in from heart. I think we wanted a, a, a from Spire. We needed a reason to put nulls in the game. Yeah. And to get this ridiculously cool art. Oh no! Sorry, uh, for Spire itself. So oh, yeah. like, um, there was, there is like, there is an expedition team mentioned in the heart, um, and they're sort of, they're, they're sort of, they've got much better technology than anyone else in Spire, and they're poking around and looking at it. Mm. Um, and we just brought them back here, and they have wonderful art. So good. Felix, uh, Felix drew the source first. Um, yes. So like the 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 pyramid where the Norse come from, and then tried to look like try to make stuff which looked like it had been scavenged from the source, which is such a cool idea. Yeah, and like the null incursion team as part of a game is a really good way of getting somebody who like massively outguns you. Hmm. Yeah. Because all of their tech is so arcane that it's essentially magic. Yeah. And you can just go, yeah, they they've got this. They've yeah. got a they've got a las cannon. That's fine. <laughs> you know, you can put what you want on them, and then you can steal it. Yes, which is the fun part. We've got we've got god beasts who are mainly there because we needed to have stats for for big monsters. Yeah, yeah. So like they're in the resistance thirty end of the spectrum. Like yeah, they don't they don't die. They're just ba- they're big bags of hit points basically mm. that populate the forest. So you know they are godly god beasts. There's, and then, like on the next page, we've got Heart's Blood Beast, which I'd like to talk about for a bit. But I would like to mention harpies. I was about to say you've, you've skipped over how cool harpies are. Like harpies, I, I had, uh, I, I watched a lot of, I used to watch a lot of nature documentaries. My partner really likes them, and especially ones about birds, and especially ones about birds of paradise. There is one on Netflix where Stephen Fry just his way through about an hour of this little fellow's doing a sexy disco dance. Uh, I just, I just, I just don't care for it. Treat these animals with respect, Fry, or I'll come for you. Not in that way, but I'll come at you. <laughs> Bowerbirds are, are are a bird of paradise. Mm-hmm. So birds of paradise all hang out on this island. Maybe it's Madagascar, something like that. I don't that know. It seems appropriate either way. Yeah, I like that. It's 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 a Madagascar style place where they just where evolution just was like, sure, <laughs> we're just gonna go fabulous rather than useful. Yeah, and like the, the closest we get is maybe a peacock, and even then they're a bit battered over here. Yeah. And then, and like, like, yeah, all birds of paradise have these really cool mating rituals where they have crazy dances and plumage displays, 
Um, and like some of them, like they'll recruit a team. So like, like there'll be one guy who's dancing, and then four sort of backup dancers who take over when he gets tired. Literal wingmen. <laughs> yeah, literal wingmen. Um, but one of the one of the most interesting ones is the bowerbird, and so bowerbirds uh, decorate their their uh, sort of mating dance dance floor area um, with yeah disco basically with stuff yeah and again Stephen Fry just populates it with with hot disco music and just completely runs roughshod over the sanctity of this of this occasion. <laughs> they they decorate their bower with some of them like blue things, so they'll get like blue stones and blue flowers and like biro caps. And anything that's blue, they'll bring it in and, and arrange it out prettily so so they look nice when viewed from a certain angle. Uh, and I thought, what if we made that horrible? How can we make this awful for everyone? Because, like, it's not... like I guess they're kind of heart... Like, I think harpies are much more trad horror Yeah. than heart. Like, they don't they don't necessarily relate to the world very much. They're, they're grim in a way that a lot of the stuff isn't. Yeah, there's not really a redeeming feature of the harpy. So they they bring back all of these nice things, in quotation marks, nice, um, and then summon the female of their species. Mm-hmm. Who is a big demon. Who is basically a big demon. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really like about the harpies is that the size of them is kind of hidden in the text. They're about dog-sized, aren't they? I think they're a little bit larger because it says, once a harpy has gathered enough shiny things, it will kill smaller creatures, rats, mice, feral piglets, and pitchkin. <laughs> now a pitchkin if you look at the combat art is fairly large <laughs> now, okay, so it says each male harpy is a magpie like corvid about the size of a house cat yeah but um, it's the fact but... that they will kill pitchkin and drag them back I, I imagine like you, you get like six, six to eight of them and they've got enough like fish hooks and knives strapped to their legs you can probably take down a pitchkin <laughs> easy enough yes, yes yeah like I... the male harpies aren't necessarily a problem I think there's, I think there's, there's like, there's a, there's a solid adventure. Oh yeah, in the harpies and like put them in D and D. If you take anything from this book and put it in D and D, it's probably the harpies. Oh yeah, because like you've got a wizard whose stuff is just going missing. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. And you've um, got like, you've got like, I don't know, like a, a halfling village whose children are going missing. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a butcher who's just going broke. Yeah. <laughs> Stole all those cleavers. <laughs> Uh, but that, that's harpies. I'm very proud of them. They don't really fit into the game very well, uh, which is probably why they don't have a drawing. But something that does have a drawing is the Heart's Blood Beast, which is the, sort of the iconic monster of Heart. I think I think the angel's the iconic monster of Heart. Yeah, but like but yeah, you don't meet fair. angels that often, right? No, and the Heart's Blood Beast, Beast you can you can just run into. Uh, I would like to doubly thank Annihilation, uh, yeah, for this because like, this is the, the bear fa- with faces in it. Yeah, this is the bear with yeah, like the fact that they have a bear. Uh, somehow, like, so in Annihilation, there's a bear that learns how to um, cry out with, with, with human voices. And it's got too many teeth. It's this mangled, weird, blind, messed up thing. Because it's just, it, like, again, what if evolution just went, yeah. Uh, and for some reason, we, we picked out, we, we picked that as our, as our monster. It's going to be a bear. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, we say canonically, a bear has never been into the heart. <laughs> Uh, which is a, it's just people's memories shot. of bears that the, mm. the heart is is re-remembering for itself. I'd like to I'd like to pull out one part of the heart's blood beast thing because like all this stuff in here I wrote broadly. Chris and I wrote it together and then I sort of went over and punched it up and then he looked at it and then I went. It's, yeah. But there's a, there's a sentence here I wrote which was a normal looking deer might have on closer inspection no discernible mouth on its head. It's only when it squats over a 
food and disgorges its entire stomach from a ragged moor in its underbelly, that it becomes apparent that something's wrong. I hate that. It's the worst. That's really hot, like a starfish deer? Yeah, also interestingly, That's horrific. There's, a, there's almost a model for that, like a miniature. Oh, I. Uh, Kingdom Death has... Oh, yeah, a, I'm sure Kingdom Death's got one. Yeah. No, but it has a it has a goat where, like, its, it's rib cage is also a mouth, and it just sort of eats you that way. How many tits does it have? Not enough. Mm. For Kingdom Death. No. <laughs> but yeah, like your heart's blood based is your generic monster for heart. If you want to have something big and scary to come to come along and stomp around, yeah, you uh, you basically apply this template to an existing animal. What do you reckon? Like, what do you reckon is the the the, the, the least like the most unsettling thing? To apply the heart's blood beast template to tortoise. Mm. Hey, do you want a fun fact about tortoises? Depends. Well, I, I really like tortoises. Will it lessen that? No, it's great. Okay, cool. Tortoise comes from the same root as Tartarus. Okay. Greek hell, because the Greeks believed that tortoises were from or of Hades. That makes sense. Tartarus, in some way. Yeah, because they're like little caves, aren't they? And, and also, they're like chillingly inevitable. Yes, that's true. I wouldn't want to be pursued by a turtle. No. The, the heart's blood thing like it 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 would it would grab onto you and bite you then retract its head into its body and then keep retracting you all the way in <laughs> until you are on its land now <laughs> and then its and then its head rotates back out <laughs> no no it stays facing inwards and then it's like those boss battles in like a final fantasy game with okay. a giant turtle head yeah and you're tiny the, inside yeah. this like internal landscape of tortoise it could be that brilliant part in uh, every unimaginative game where you fight something with a big head and two hands on a cliff. Yes, except without the hands, yeah. just maybe just like a scattering of lettuce. Well, well, like the hats could, like the hands could just like sort of invert and pop inwards as well. <laughs> like one of those like medical cabinets with the gloves built in. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> uh, heart seeds. Heart seeds. It was fun coming up with the different domains for these. It was. I can't remember why we needed heart seeds. Like what? Uh, what the, the the idea was behind them? So I think the idea, like, I, like I, I wanted, I wanted a means of introducing some weirdness early on into the game. Yeah. Because I think one of the challenges with Heart is that your people, the people you play, are not masters, but ad- adept mm. at exploring. And it's also like you generally have quite a lot of control over how deep you go, unless you get some weird fallout. And so I wanted something which would give you the capacity, which is like valuable. But very dangerous, and the deal about heart seeds is they up they, they up the stress level by one of anything that happens around them. Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're kind of like um, unexploded World War Two munitions. Yeah, like they can just be found, and that's a problem you've now got to deal with. The other thing as well is I think we wanted to paint the story. We wanted to paint the heart as a as a living, curious, fallible creature. Yeah. Not in the way that we'd understand creature, you know, you cannot kill me in any way that matters, etc. But the the idea that the where is it? I think it's the the technology ones. Yeah, so it makes clocks and devices out of flesh mm. and teeth and like bones and um and uh, calcified things. And I, I, I kind of wanted to write the, especially the technology, the religion, the ones which, which relate to, to people, as the heart, as being the equivalent of delvers. Yeah. So angel, like angels are rocking up and they're, 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 they're solving problems and they're killing people. And a heart seed is there for research purposes. 
to try and find out what's going on, and then it dies and it absorbs the information and goes back in. Yeah, and the thing I like about them is that they're all, whilst being weird, they're all intentionally generic. Mm. So, like, um, the description of the religion one is an altar to no god in particular. Yeah, it like it is just quite get it. at altar, mm. not oh I've seen this altar I'll use that like it, I've seen a Christian altar it's got a cross on it that sort of stuff. It's just well I know what altars look like, so I guess I'll do one of those. I will also note that the drawing of this and the description of the Haven, um, Heartseed, is why we had to take out that there are no children harmed in this game. Yes. Disclaimer. Because it doesn't look like a child is being harmed, especially if you cut that child free, then go and flog it to a dude with the back of a pub. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, technically, it's not a real child, but no. it's close enough that it was. we didn't really want people you know, to be upset. Yeah. Not like we, had... we were worried they'd be upset with us. Like We didn't want to upset anyone. No, we anyone. just figured that we might as well play it safe. We, um, like... We've gotten a bit vague with what the heart is, but like back back on the first iteration, um, something I remembered recently, Chris. Do you remember we used to have big tongues flopping around? Lots of big tongues, yeah. And the idea was that it, it like like they were just sort of separate sense organs, which would go and, and and do some do do some absorbing of stimuli, and then go and report back to the heart. Oh yeah, I mean one of the one of the monsters that got cut was um, a sensory organ creature, which was basically a beholder. Yeah. That would float around, get data, and then kind of pump data like a boba straw back into mm. the heart like thick gobbets of data yeah like a beholder but with tongues yeah eyes. i'm glad we got rid of that i am as well although might just pop it in my home games we put it in sanctum on now realizing <laughs> shit there's the angel which um which sits on oh yes you. yeah yeah sorry i thought i thought you were talking about the actual no, no 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 like like the like the idea of the heart tasting you yeah. uh is is there in sanctum which we'll get to but it's a much more personal Thing. Yes, yes, very much so. If you say the uh, the name of the market surf Nux Ab Crofer, it has to be said in Nux Ab Crofer. It's his name. <laughs> and Boswell Lieutenant. Hello, Boswell <laughs> Lieutenant. Uh, I don't think tenant is a word for red, so I don't know how that got in there. That's an odd one. Delete it. Cross yeah. it out in your copy. Yes, please cross that out. I'll, I'll just write in, I don't know, crimson. You'll note that we, we stole this idea from Margaret Atwood. Yes, we did. I've read those. I've read the books that she wrote. <laughs> uh, in, 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 in The Handmaid's Tale, women were handmaids. So like, so yeah, no, like, I know, uh, the, I know the, the plot the, of the... Yeah, the, the breeding cast of women. Yeah. If they're owned by someone called Fred, they'll be called Offred. Ah, uh, so okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so I, I sort of nicked that. And Margaret, if you've got a problem with that, fucking come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could take you. Yeah, right. Yeah, what, what what are you like? Eighty, have you? I mean, legally speaking, they probably could. Legally, we're okay. They've got. They, I, I'm sorry to say this, mate, but they've got more clout than you. Mm, mm, I'm up and coming. What's she done recently? <laughs> How many RPGs does she put out on Itch.io? Huh? Alarmingly few. No, that's true. Yeah, very yeah. few. Uh, mirror spiders. I love the mirror spiders. If you look at the picture of the mirror spider. One of the mirror spiders is fighting a mirror version of himself, and that is literally the cutest thing in the book. Oh, so cute! <laughs> mirror spiders are cool. Um, like one of the reasons we put them in is because in Spire we talked a little bit about the other types of spider. Oh, did we? Yeah, there's mentions of things like metal weavers. Yes, that's um, right. That use like rust and stuff to 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 make like essentially razor wire webs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we wanted something of the spider for heart. Mm. And honestly, just like a normal spider doesn't really cut it. 
No, it was quite hard to make them... Because, I mean, you, you can't add that many legs before you start losing the essence of spider. Right, like, you add one, and technically, you're in smithy yeah. ground. Um, yeah. But what if they're fractures of God? And that is, yeah, that is, that is again, much like the harpies, much like the, uh, the uh, what's the word, the cannibal owl hive? Flightless Flightless owl hive, yeah. They are they are a relic of an earlier draft, which is stuck around. There's there's something slightly grander to them, I think. Yes, they are. They're they. I mean, they are a bit pathetic because they're all like one one thousandth of a god. The only friends they have are each other, and they hate each other. Yeah, and it's it's just the way that people like the high matriarch of the Church of the Moon beneath who uses one to do her hair. The spider believes the relationship to be a sort of marriage. I love them. Also, it's quite hard to get mirrors in, in fantasy. Yeah. So this would be quite a good source of mirror, I imagine. That's very true, actually. But yeah, you know what? I said they were grand. I, I take it all back because one of the descriptors is has stuck shards of mirror onto their back to look more impressive to other spiders. And we've all been there. <laughs> Haven't we? I'm going to make myself a little bit shinier so I look better. It comes from a, uh, again, from a nature documentary about this rhino. Uh, who was just desperate to fuck, <laughs> and like he was, he he was this little guy, and he had this shitty little horn, and it didn't work. Like 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 he what like he, he like the the lady rider was like, yeah, whatever. There's, there, there's this big beefy rhino lad over there, um. So he got upset and ran into the bushes and got some stuff stuck on his nose on his horn, <laughs> uh, and so he had a really big branch stuck to his horn, and so the lady was like, oh, look at this guy, but then he was too short to fuck up. Packing his horn with socks. Uh, just like, like, okay, yeah, dude, my dude, my dude, do you want a beer or something? The Mirror Spiders is a really nice sort of intro to how sad we make the um, the legendary creatures, legendary episodes. God, yeah, yeah, because cause the spiders are doing all right. Because the, the, so these spiders are fragments of God mm-hmm. and weapons that hit in many insects at once, such as brooms, ignore their protection. <laughs> so you've got these like astonishing fragments of a cosmic power and honestly yeah. your best bet is to shoo them away with a mop absolutely and i love that i love that how mm. they're they're grand and pitiable pitchkin are the closest thing we've got to orcs yep they're, they're, they're the goblin i'm not super happy about having goblins and that sort of thing but the challenge in writing like a best year like this has been saying like okay these things are people these yeah. things aren't people um, and Pitchkin walk that line. I think, like, I, I, I think they're they're zombies broadly. Close, yeah, they're intelligent. Well, vaguely intelligent. Well, yeah, zombies. not really. No, not especially. They don't have writing or anything. No, they but they have, have tactics. That, like, in the same way that like yeah. wolves and raptors. Yeah, it's, yes, that's fair. They, they have Cunning. tactics, but they don't have they don't have culture. Put it that way. Yeah, but also like Pitchkin is one of the things in the book that are there almost from an accessibility angle. Okay. Like his heart is honestly, if you've if all you've ever played is one or two games of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. it's really hard when a game doesn't just have the word fighter for a class. It's yeah. really difficult to get into. So Pitchkin is a really good intro monster of like, look, these things are sticky back and awful, mm-hmm. but as a GM, I can kind of just put them in like like a goblin, right? Mm. They're just something I can get my head around, and they're a bit weird, but they're definitely not, you know, mirror spiders. And they've got some fun fallout as well where they explode. Yeah. Yeah, don't use fire on them. They are literally made of petrol. Well, use fire, but, like, carefully. Yeah, real carefully. Um, 
We've got yeah, we, 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 we've got the Red Saint, who's a very, very specific adversary. Yeah, who's who snuck out of Dark Souls, and is yeah, it's from one fracture that you probably won't go to. Absolutely not. Yeah, like again, Chris was. We, we were on holiday when I wrote the uh, the Eight Heavens, and I think Chris was tired or lazy. Yeah, and didn't and didn't stop Grunt from certain stuff. Drunk. That was probably it. Yes, we had we had largely unfettered access to beer so cheap it's free. Oh yes, that's the one. In Portugal, Chris didn't stop me just just putting in special stuff. But also, they're cool, man. They're, like they 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 grow black iron blades out of the earth. Oh, absolutely. Do not get me wrong. I'm a big fan. Mm, but they are they are not they're fucking niche yeah you're like you're better <laughs> off having a bear with antlers or something exactly you know who isn't niche who's that the signal box cultists because you should just yeah, put, you should just the put them everywhere absolutely they're the best buddy that's so good look at him with his little lamp friend oh no he's so cute love that drawing yeah it's so grim like his coat is nailed to him he's got no yeah. real eyes and his mate is a torso that he's using as a torch. It's tremendously grim. I'm very happy with it. I like the idea that like, I think we want to show the the effects of the madness of the Vermissian and of, and of the sort of general technology. Yeah, and combining that with with the influence of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go on to mention the uh, similar mystery cults in the heart, the followers of the of the Midden Mistress, the wretched Galvanic, the Seers of the One Moon. I will note this, the followers of the Midden Mistress. Uh, was 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 is uh, is part of a mistype in inspire mm-hmm. supposed to be they are i think they are like the six hidden mistresses of the vermissian yep but it came out as the six midden mistresses and we decided to stick with it rather than reprint it poop queens so so there's yeah shit queens uh, sourceborn constructs are taken from the 2019 game control <laughs> pretty much almost exactly they're there don't fight them they're very they're very sharp they're horrible to fight yeah and also the the picture, the single picture that has antagonized layout artists and all sorts of people <laughs> through the design of this book is the Sourceborn construct art because nobody can agree which way up it should go. So many, yeah, yeah, it was upside down for a while. It was, it? and I love it. Yeah. Because it's looking straight down a tunnel. Mm. You think. I I was view yeah I was viewing it as as, as like the the junk wage there is lying flat on their back, but then what's the other guy doing? Well, he's uh, that's the, the Incarnadine's um, laying on his side, getting ready to do a shoot on it, in case it steals his wallet. Well, I mean, traditionally I would have been you know either just standing on the floor there. Mm, wait, he's hiding. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's not great. Like there's a there's a perspective issue with this picture, and it's a great picture, but it's 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 caused no end of trouble. Yeah. Skeleton courtiers. The skeleton courtiers are well. important to talk about. Are they? Yes, because they absolutely, under no circumstances, should be in this book. However, I love them. I, I like the idea of skeletons being absolutely loaded. Just not yeah. not money wise. Just just, just fucking fucking car parked. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely you know? trolled. Yeah, they shouldn't be in here because they're from a they're from a comedy fantasy game. Don't fight! Don't fight the courtiers, okay? Leave them alone. No, they're for talking with, and yeah, hang out with them. Get 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 in some sort of bacchanalia with them; they'll love it. Mm. Tunnel brigands are there because we had to have some people in. Yeah, and it's just a shortcut if you need if you need an enemy who can fight yeah. tunnel brigand. Yeah. yeah, the walking wounded. I think are the worst thing. I hate them, and will use them any chance I get. So absolutely horrible. The walking wounded are. Leftovers from the last fight of the thirty third. 
Mm. And a lot of them are the 33rd. I, I like how, how vague the 33rd has become. In the, like, like they've passed into legend in as much as we don't really know what happened. Yeah, like, we we came up with with various ideas for, for how the 33rd ended. And, I mean, the kind of canon one that's, that's an open secret mm. is that they did a they did a demon pact or something. Mm-hmm. They caused an incursion. They did all sorts of stuff. But it's, it's, like, worse than an incursion, whatever it was. Like, we don't know, but it was... It's stuck. It's stuck, and it was... It was absolutely the wrong choice. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes setting off a big bomb might be the right choice. I don't know. I'm not a military tactician or in in any way associated with ethics. But whatever the 33rd did, it was the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And the walking wounded are the sort of sealed together conglomerations of some of the people that in quotation marks survived. It comes from, so I guess the um, the World War One. Inspiration that we drew heavily on a lot of um, uh, images of British soldiers in World War One to try and to try and get their hands. I, I think to try and evoke some sort of sympathy from the last time that the uh, that the British military was involved in something which seemed like you know tragic. I mean, rather than World War Two. Go- well, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> just... But like, but like, but like, like I, I think as well, like, like, like the Somme. Yeah. Was broadly viewed as, as like, well, this this is this is a fucking atrocity. Like this, yeah, this no, is a absolutely. nightmare. No, I'm just, I'm yeah. just saying. World War Two also tragic. Yeah, a lot of the other yeah, conflicts I, not so tragic. Uh, increasingly less tragic as time goes on. Yes, it's the images of soldiers blinded after uh, mustard gas attacks, mm. like with with their with their hands on each other's shoulders and their eyes bandaged, um, uh, walking in a line to yeah. try and get to try and get out of out of combat or out of danger. And that image is, is like, cool, okay, what if we had to fight that? Yeah, and like a lot of the 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 grimmer pictures of World War One were of the survivors. Mm. Yes. Um because the, the dead the dead were dead. Um and a lot of people who got who in quotation marks got through World War One mm. died on the battlefield and then mm. lived twenty more years. The like the the lack of understanding of PTSD but also that the, the like the, the fact that was that was just when we were discovering uh, cosmetic plastic surgery. Mm. You couldn't really graft stuff properly. So if you want to, if you wanted to say to have like like okay, sorry this this is all anecdotal. So if I'm wrong and you're a doctor, my apologies. Um, but they would they would like they would stick your nose to your arm, and then cut open um, slits on the flesh of your arm, and then have the skin grow over your nose. <laughs> but but they would they would just leave your they leave your arm stuck to your nose for several months. Until they grow over and an attempt to try and do some reconstruction, and like hats off to them, they were doing what they could. Yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, as, as as far as I view it, in terms of the horrors of war, it was it was when we it was when we first hit modern weaponry in a serious conflict. As far like as far as oh yeah yeah there goes. were there, there were other conflicts before this that did in fact use fairly modernized weaponry and modernized military is, tactics, but nothing we, certainly nothing we had scale. it and they didn't. Yeah, and also there's an element of in the other conflicts, we had fancy technology, nobody else mm-hmm. had anything. Yeah. Whereas here it was used by both sides. Yeah. They just sort of ground into each other. Yeah. It's difficult. You know, I'm not a historian, but like we, we were mainly drawing on it from like for an inspiration point of view, for a way of trying to get into a tragedy, a way of trying to tap into the idea of fighting for something which you cannot understand. Yeah, like that you that you you believe in, but you you don't mm. understand fully. Yes, and that's... like you know that protecting people back home is a good idea, mm. but you don't really understand why the death of one Polish guy in one very specific part of the world 
because of one peace treaty signed like a week before or something. I can't remember the history. It was it was really specific. Mm. Means that thousands of us have to die in in a field here right now. Mm. And yeah, that's what the, that's what the walking wounded are. They're just manifestations mm. of that awfulness, which mm. is kind of why I love them. Yeah, they're kind of like they're they're absolutely horrible, and I love having them around. Like they're like it is it is it is one of the they they fit into the I'm going to say forty percent of monsters where it's a blessing if you kill them. Yeah, not like the skeleton courtiers. They're having a great time. Leave them alone. Yeah, if you're killing skeleton courtiers, you've just wasted a session. Yeah, because that could have been a party. Just imagine the stories they could have. Oh, so good. And mainly, also, mainly about sitting under a tree getting drunk. That's true, and and also like it's not like they use the sap; they just make a puddle. Yeah, you, they don't have any innards. Just sit underneath them. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then the final monster uh, before we move on to the legendary. Should we do the legendaries as like their own thing, or should we keep? Because this has been quite a short chapter. So let's far. run through. Let's run through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's wretches. Wretches are horrible. <laughs> They're, they're, they're a sort of wet house blood beast. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to quickly read the descriptors because it gives you everything you ever need to know about them. It was once four dogs, but now it's melded together. A crocodilian shadow barely seen. A snorting, finned, pig-like creature with a horrible wide mouth. Mm. They're just icky, and honestly, you can probably just stab them and it's fine. Thanks, Bloodborne. Yep. Yep, yep your wretches, your dog crows, and your crow dogs. Yeah. And do you love dog crows or crow dogs? Um, I like I like the big crows that flap around and go Bah and you yeah. hit them with your hammer. Yeah, crow dogs. They're very cute. The dog, like the, the 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 ones which are like dogs which run around and have crow faces. No time for them. No, they they can they can do one. They can they can okay. take on. Legendary. Legendary adversaries. adversaries. We promised five of them. We'd only written three. Awkward. <laughs> We'd done the Basilisk, we'd done the Gorgon, and we'd done, I believe, the Minotaur. Yes. And much like with the uh, with, with a lot of the stretch goals, we just said, yeah, fuck it, all right. <laughs> so uh, so we had to come up with some more, but it's interesting to take yourself challenges like that. And honestly, uh, the Legendary episodes came out so well, in my mind. Mm. They yeah. all got... So we wanted something that was... Technically, in a lot of cases, difficult to fight. Not necessarily because the numbers were high, mm. but because the situation in which you always found them was difficult. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, obviously, their stats are fairly good. But these things are meant to be a sort of campaign climax. Like, killing mm. the killing these, or honestly, getting to fight one of these would probably give you a zenith. Yeah. Like, it's that sort of level. They're not something you could just well you can if you want, but not something you should casually just drop in. Well, they've they've got they've got story to them. They've got like they are. I don't think anything else is like named. No, it's true. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I everything mean, else is some of these are barely generic. named. That's, well, I mean, well, well, two of them have names. That's why I said some of these, like Blight Unending, the Basilisk is not its name. My point is the the Basilisk is the one. There's there's, there's the one of it. Yeah, he strikes me as a, he strikes me as a James. Yeah, maybe a uh, maybe a Clyde. Something like that. Yeah, something normal. Or, you know, or a Bruce. <laughs> Chris has a classics, um, not degree, uh, an A level. Oh classics. yeah, that's essentially, that's essentially university level. I, I mean, basically, right? You'd like you just don't don't spend three years fucking about eating soup. Exactly. I went I went to Greece. I know what yeah. I was about. Yeah, I, I, I saw a Parthenon. I've done history, me. Yeah, great. Really specific um, history. 
And like you'll know as we go back through the monsters, there are a few there are a few Greek things, like the harpies. Um we had sirens. There are a lot of Greek ones, but a lot of them got changed like yeah. through various evolutions, so they don't really look Greek anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas these are pretty much on the nose Greek. Yes, absolutely. Uh, aside from the Huntress, I think, who's like, there's, there's not really a Huntress monster, but there is a Huntress goddess. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Basilisk is primarily from the Dungeons and Dragons level Basilisk, which admittedly mm. does draw on all of that mythology that goes before it. Mm. But it's the it's the end point of D&D mm. that we then take from. Yeah, like in D&D, it's a big, horrible monster. It looks at you, you turn to stone. I think that's right, or is it the Cockatrice? That's cockatrice, I think. Basilisk, basilisk yes. or poison and nastiness. Yes, yes. Uh, the basilisk is poison, and like it corrupts the area around it. Thirteenth age had cracking rules for basilisk. Oh, solid stuff. So in the in, in the bestiary, really good stuff. The idea uh, that I, I, I did some research into them because I like researching monsters, and basilisks were so ugly and unpleasant that they could break rocks by looking at them. Yes. Yeah. And I think we want to try and get into the idea of venom. And unpleasantness, and death, and corruption. Yeah, and it's like this poison and entropy. And in my head, it was about the size of a komodo dragon, and it, and it, it had it had an expression like droopy dog. <laughs> and it's uh, already uh, in the house before you get in there. Uh, um, but Felix drew him big and, and lumpy, with a face like two hands. Oh, it's just which I like. Oh, it's like a kid just went nuts with some play doh. Oh, it's just it's just fucking gross. Um, yeah, it's just it's just three it's just three injure cursed checks. On you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You'll notice it doesn't have stats. You can have it. Yeah, it doesn't fight you. <laughs> it wants a friend. Delvers do not have to attack the creature, although they will want to, as even looking at it fills them with compulsive loathing, and can instead attempt to make friends with it. This will kill them. Yeah, it kills you. It's um, that's like the basilisk. I feel is the like the possibly the purest expression. Of yeah, heart monsters. Because uh, like when 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 we do, especially in things like Spire, when we do when we stat out um, end bosses for campaigns, mm. they're humans. Yeah, drown them in bath, please. Yeah, you drown them in bath. One 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 good dagger stab, and they're dead. Yeah, and this is a legendary monster where if you can take all the shit it throws at you, if you successfully it's, attack it, it dies. It's not even throwing it at you. No, if you can walk next to it, you win. Yeah. Like, you take D10 stress on a failure or partial success in a mm. dangerous action to make an attack, and if mm. you succeed, congrats, you win. That's if you get past the first three. The, the first two, just to sort of get into the neighbourhood. Yeah. There's a, load, there's a load of, like, half-dead half, half dead deer and shit. And, like, anyway, this, is yeah. a, this is a creature that eats, that eats rotting... Like, it's a scavenger. It eats rotting stuff that it finds. This mm. is stuff that it has accidentally killed. <laughs> and it's rotten because of its effect by the time it gets to it. So one of the things about the basilisk is that like, the way you would spot it, like the, the way you could tell where it was, like, like if a basilisk got to your town, it was too late. Yeah, like because you can't. That's the, the sort of the 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 uh, yeah, in, in antiquity, the way you'd spot a, a, a basilisk from far away would be the birds dropping out the sky around it mm. and crashing into the ground. So let's move on. Let's yes. To Nicodemus Shadows Dams the Seedlings, the Gorgon. I love Nicodemus. Also very he's, sad. Now <laughs> he's got he's 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 basically a sort of weaponized incel. Yeah. Yeah. He's upset because everybody else essentially 
according to his cult, got married. Mm-hmm. And turned each other to stone. They turned each other to stone, which was the purest form of love for them. Mm-hmm. So they were together forever. And he was left on his own. And he's trying to try. He's like he's trying to turn mirrors. He's trying. He's using mirrors to try and turn himself into stone. He's just there masturbating, as it were, <laughs> magically. Yes. I like telling stories through mechanics and through monsters and through things which the players can interact with. And I think that um, Nikodai the Gorgon is a really cool way of talking about Elphir. Yeah. Uh, and about like the absurd madness that they go to, and like, and 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 the fact that they've got too much money and they're all kind of wizards. Mm-hmm. And then, and then to take that, and then, put, and then take whatever strictures there are on them, inspire and remove those, and just push them down. It's like, okay. This, like this, th- th- this is what happens. Like this, this, this is an absolute nutter. But the fact that he's got a huge library of occult, occult information makes him quite useful. And also, if he looks at you, you die. Yeah, and it's the fact that you've got a, you've got an enemy, like quite a dangerous one. Mm, very dangerous. Who is suicidal? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically suicidal. Like, it ha- like it yeah. doesn't want to just get stabbed. No, he wants to turn to stone. He wants to turn to stone, but like his entire being is wrapped around trying to get himself to die in a particular manner, which you can't provide him with. No, although I do quite like the idea of a, of a, a sort of queer eye campaign where you've got to either give him the strength to love himself or the spell to turn himself into a statue. <laughs> That would be lovely. We got the Hydra next as well. I think the Hydra was the last one we did. I think it was. I think I think we had the idea for a an Hydra. Yeah, like, like oh yeah, a Hydra sounds good. Yeah, bouncing around the back of our heads for ages. When we when we decided that it should be a basically a plant, and and then basically a place. Yeah, like those those enormous um, jungle flowers that smell of rotten meat and have roots that go for miles, but there's only one flower. But you know this fuck awful drawing that Felix did with all oh, these teeth bit. and the protruding teeth. I do like the little chubby versions of the characters. Yes. Little, oh, the Dead Walker is gorgeous in that picture. Little darkest dungeon Dead Walker, so cute. He's so good. The Hydra interests me because dragons are quite noble. Yes. And the Hydra is definitely not. The Hydra, the Hydra's like a mistake. It fights dirty. Yeah. And you know, like, oh, I'm facing a dragon. It's going to have a breath weapon. It can fly. It do this. Mm. Like, I just killed you. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, dear. Mm. I don't believe that it, it, it grows in your necks when you cut its. Head. No, but I mean. Because there's enough of them. The, 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 it, its resistance is six per neck, and there are over a hundred <laughs> necks in the forest. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's quite difficult. So you've got to get through all of the all of the Hydra to get to the middle of the Hydra and then stab it. There's Lady Salvatius Grindle, her of the hunting clubs. Yep, we've mentioned earlier. Who, yes, we mentioned earlier. She is, again... Uh, no, she's not an author, she's a drow. She's kind of fallen in love with the heart and been corrupted by it a bit. And I don't necessarily mean that like the heart is a corrupting influence. Ch- changed. But yeah, like she's no longer classified as ancestry drow. Mm. You know, it's ancestry heart's blood beast that looks like a drow. I get the impression that, that Salvatius Grindle hit her zenith about 20 years ago. Yeah, used it, and this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> this was Chris's, actually. Chris wrote the stats of this one. Yeah, and that's why she has a gun, not any special abilities. Yes, and also Bisturi, which I quite like. I would, I, I I, I would have named it after a bird or something. I can't remember what that means. Oh, it's, oh it means a thing. It does. Nice. 
but she is like she, uh, we mentioned in the in the beats section of the um, advancement section that you could have scalpel. Great. What in what language? French. Cool. You could have like become hunted by the huntress as a as a medium advance. Yeah. As a major beat and like yeah hell yeah like she seems she seems like a really cool person to try and find and then ask information of yeah. while she hunts you. Well, that's the thing. Like this is the. So we have a weird obsession with moneyed perverts. Yeah. Um, which is... Yeah, they're my favourite kind of pervert. So just to explain what moneyed perverts are, if you've ever seen one of those like um, torture porn horror films where, like Hostel I think was one of them, where these incredibly wealthy, awful people will pay thousands to watch somebody get tortured to death. That's a moneyed pervert. Now, I just, I just want to say, I just want to get ahead of something as well before we get any letters in. I'm not a moneyed pervert. I'm, I mean, we're not wealthy. We do all right, and I'm into some stuff. But I wouldn't pay thousands of pounds to watch a poor uh, Hungarian teenager get eviscerated. No, but they're good humanoid enemies to really hate. Yes, yes. Lady Grendel is 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 falls into that category of moneyed pervert. Mm-hmm. So she will absolutely have a very long, very polite conversation with you. Oh, she'll, she'll, she'll make you a drink. She'll make you a drink, and then she'll yeah. set terms. Yeah. And then she'll give you the exact um, head start that you have both agreed on and signed. She will turn you into a stag. <laughs> and then good luck. <laughs> um, and I like that... With with the fallout here, there's the, there's the most specific rule in the entire game that we've oh, ever written. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. So Fallout Wildest Hunt is where the Huntress changes your form into a sort of chimera, like gives you, mm-hmm. turns you into a, a deer lion or whatever. However, you gain the evade knack, flee the Huntress. <laughs> so you're only good at running away from her. It's very kind of her, really. It, it is, isn't it? Like that's the point. She wants you. To, she wants it to be hard. Like she's yeah. she's the predator from Predator films. Yes, actually, yeah, she like, is. Actually, yeah, she is almost exactly. Yeah, like it's because the predator made the aliens, right? It's the concept, as far as I remember. I believe so. I believe he did. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think they, so. they 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 breeded the aliens. Yes, something like species, that. And then they. Um, and that's what she does. She 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 wants to fight the the most dangerous game, and the most dangerous game at least needs a gun. The most dangerous game is, turns out, a double shark. <laughs> Who's a junk mage. Now, if you like rules, you'll hate the Minotaur. <laughs> the Minotaur. The Minotaur is a real great monster. <laughs> so, hey, why don't we make this a campaign? Bye! <laughs> yeah, so the when we were coming up with things, we wanted to get the Labyrinth virus, which pops up mm. in Spire quite heavily. In, in here and there's and I cannot remember which role playing game it is but there's a, a thing about minotaurs building labyrinths outside of like they build their own labyrinths wherever they are okay I don't know I think, I think it's mentioned in a setting in one RPG I can't, I'm right. sorry I cannot remember what it is I apologise to whoever did that claim we made it yeah sure um, and the fact that like labyrinth and minotaur are the same their equivalent mm. almost is a really interesting yeah. thing for They're me. part of the same concept. Yeah, and one of the problems I always had is that when you're dealing with labyrinths and minotaurs, the labyrinth is always the same. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, obviously layout changes, but you know, the, but it's the, the same concept. Same yeah, concept. Like, it's, it's not very fun to move around either. And the Minotaur is always roughly the same. It's always the bull-headed sort of sort of deal. Yeah, you never see one with the body of a bull and the head of a man, do you? No. no. But the idea that the labyrinth is part is is prison for the Minotaur mm. is an is a lovely trope. Mm. Rather than the Minotaur being master of the labyrinth. And also, I just really love the concept that it's too big for it. It mm. cannot fit in its own labyrinth. Um, and when we first came up with it, the, the creature was a lot larger than you see in the art. It was, a, it was a big sort of baby man. It was this huge sort of baby man, but what you'd see coming down the corridor is literally a finger. Mm. And then, like, it would drag itself forwards with that, and then, like, an eye would just kind of slide around the finger. Mm. And it was, like... It was. It's like trying to get a Volvo through a straw. Like it's <laughs> beyond big into in yeah. beyond small, and it was it was playing with scale because I have a real problem with scale. Mm. Um, so I love I love putting in horror stuff that that messes with scale, and honestly, like the whole thing is just keep making checks until you escape, because if it catches you, you're dead. It taps into the, uh, the Terry Pratchett idea of L space, which is that all libraries are the same library, mm. uh, and like so, all labyrinths are the same labyrinth. But like, once something gets complicated to become a labyrinth, if it gets really complicated, then it becomes the big labyrinth, and then the minus starts coming through it. Yeah, and I mean, and there's something the labyrinth pop labyrinths pop up a lot in in our works, and mm. the reason for that is they were part of the first mythos we ever made. Oh god, yeah, the labyrinthine. The labyrinthine was one of the one of the de- de- I'm going to use the word deities, demons, uh, whatever. Yeah, powers, but basically, yeah. basically gods of this of this weird pantheon. Um, yeah, and in, been, in a settingless game. Yeah, um, and they've stuck around ever since, and honestly, they will continue to stick around. Yeah, as a labyrinthine, the fourth sister. Yeah, fourth sister's one of them as well. She's uh, she's a demon uh, in Spire who showed up in in Unbound. And um, the parasitic, who hasn't come back yet. Although I suppose that's most of heart. <laughs> yes, that's true. Right, let's let's stop because we're done. I think, I think that's the end of the book. Yeah, there's some there's some appendixes in Guff. There's nothing hugely interesting in there. Uh, I think that one thing we should do, and I'll we'll append it on the back here. Mm-hmm. I would like you, Grant, to look at suggested media. Okay. As we go through and make our apologies. Okay. So in in the suggested media thing, we straight up forgot a lot of them. Yeah, like you'll notice if you've still got a copy of the first uh, PDF, Darkest Dungeon's not on there. Yeah, yeah, we forgot about Darkest Dungeon. Like it, which is a it shame was literally on know. our design document. Mm-hmm. But when we were doing, when we were writing out the suggested media, we did it from memory rather yeah. than from copy and pasting, which was wrong. It's also the last thing you do, mm. uh, and so Chris was I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not a hundred percent engaged with the project at that point. No, that's fair. The proceedings, say, yeah. uh, Chris. Chris had rather um, gone to sleep. Yeah, that ship has sailed. Mm. So, so if you think that there should be something in that suggested media thing, you're right. You're right. We probably know about it, and if we didn't know about it, then um, we wouldn't have put it down, would we? Hmm? Mm, exactly. And like a lot of uh, stuff on here. We've talked about time and time again, like Annihilation, Bloodborne, right? Mm-hmm. But what? There's a lot of things in here that don't make a lot of sense if you don't know why they're in here. And honestly, 
That's the music. Yeah, it's just, it's just music we happen to like. It is just music we happen to like. But for mm. me specifically, Salvation is a Deep Dark Well by The Builders and Butchers. Oh, cracking album. Not only is it a stunning album, but it is Spire and Heart. Yeah, that's fair. It is the, it is the, that album is the theme song to both games. What's, what's the name? Southern Gothic? Is, it, is that how you It's kind of Southern it? Gothic. Not quite. It's, it's a bit bit jumpy for Southern it, Gothic. Yeah, like it? Southern Gothic normally leans, leans more towards the blues end. Folk Goth? Folk Goth? Yeah, either way, it's 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 sh- it's fairly shouty. Yeah. But it is 100% the soundtrack to both Spire and Heart, while all the stuff that I did was done listening to their albums. Yeah. Whereas where, where I did Borders by Empty Set, which is a... Just imagine if you got a hi-fi and kicked it down the stairs over and over. Oh, just really hated yourself. Just really, just really fucking hated your ears and your neighbours. Yeah, it's just the worst. I can't, I can't. I tried. I tried to listen to it. Oh, nope. oh, I, like, I'm, I'm kind of upset that you tried. <laughs> it wasn't honestly. for you, Chris. It's really not good to listen to, but it does it does something. Um, if I would also say, if you pick anything out of this out of this uh, book, out of this list here, Annihilation, of course, is brilliant, but please read Fixionis, Fixionis by, by uh, Georges-Louis Borges. Honestly, any Borges. Yeah. Like well, this specifically, but... Yeah, okay, so, so, so Fixionis, it's, it's all of his greatest hits, basically. <laughs> no, that's it's, what I call Borges. Yeah, but <laughs> feet rag and bone man. But, <laughs> but is it just in terms of um, I'm going to call it pocket reality, mm. like small bespoke realities. There is no one better, uh, and that is that is what my, what I enjoy. Um, and that is it. I think uh, we've got some example equipment which we put in on the reprint because people asked for it. Which is fair. I'm just going to call them cowards and move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's us. So thank you for coming with us. We've got a few more episodes left. Yep. Uh, we've got the source books to go through. We've got an interview with Felix, an interview with Mary. And we're good. So thank you. And we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the director's commentary podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I was Grant Howitt, and I was joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Music